turn tonight back to Acts chapter number 19, Acts chapter number 19, and once again, uh, we'll be in the same uh, passage of scripture we were this morning in uh, Acts chapter number 19, and we continue uh, throughout the book of Acts for the, at least the remainder of this year, and it may even flow into next year, not sure yet, uh, but it's, uh, I've enjoyed being in the book of Acts and all that we've seen and uh, that's, that's the goal, is not uh, to line our church up with the world or the world's philosophy, but to line our church up with the Bible. It's His church, and so uh, we want to be on the same page as God. And so I trust that these, uh, every week that we get help, you get helped. I've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll read verse 15 uh, this evening. Uh, you know the context of the passage of Scripture from this morning. Uh, Paul had done great things by the hand of God. And uh, it was evident uh, that God was doing a great work. And I remind you of verse 11, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Verse 12 tells us what some of those were. And you have these in the business of religion. Uh, They wanted to duplicate. And by the way, uh, you can't duplicate the real thing. Uh, You can't duplicate a conversion. Only the Holy Spirit of God uh, can take a lost man and save him. Uh, only God can change a sinner to a saved person. Uh, only God can do what we are able to see God do. You cannot duplicate that. Uh, so they threw out the name of the Lord Jesus without having a personal relationship uh, with the Lord Jesus. Uh, and we find in uh, verse number 15, follow along with me, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? As we read this morning, verse 16, uh, the men in who the evil spirit was leaped in, in, on them, overwhelmed them. They could not overcome the evil spirit. They did not have the relationship with God that Paul had. But I want to draw your attention to verse number 15 tonight. That is our text verse. The one verse of scripture we'll get into. I'm going to be very practical tonight. But I believe it will be an encouragement to us. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? Now an obvious application there is obviously these evil spirits knew of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, They even bowed the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. They knew Christ, and they knew Paul, the work that Paul had been doing. I mean, it is obvious, it is evident that everywhere Paul goes... uh, By the way, the devil only fights, only opposes those uh, who is hurting his kingdom, uh, who is making a difference in his work. And so uh, Satan and his crew, they knew all about the apostle Paul. So an easy application there is, of course, they know Christ, and, and Paul had been used to the point where they knew him. But I want to draw your attention to something else here. You look at it and they say, Jesus I know, Paul I know. If we were, and I'm not trying to take words out of the Bible, so stay with me. If we were to take I know after Jesus out and you said Jesus and Paul I know. If we were just to take the two people and just have that conjunction, Jesus and Paul. Not only are these evil spirits saying, Jesus, we know about him. Paul, we know about him, but I want us to notice something this evening. Jesus and Paul are connected. Think about that. Jesus 
and Paul. I want to preach on that just for a little bit tonight. Jesus and Paul. Father, help us as we look into the Word of God. We look into the Scriptures tonight. May it be a help to us. May it be an encouragement to us. May we be reminded of your greatness. May we be reminded of what you do in the life of individuals. May this be a help to us this evening. Bless our remaining time. In Jesus' name, amen. You know the context, as we've already looked at this morning and again this evening, the work that Paul had done. But I don't know if this does anything for you, but when I get to verse number 15 and you find that they knew, of course, who Jesus was, and Paul had been used by God in such a way that they knew who Paul was. But let's not lose sight of Jesus and Paul. They wouldn't have never known who Paul was if it wasn't for Jesus. If they know who Jesus is. He is evermore. He is the, the first and the last, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, he is the one that knows no time. He always has been. They are very aware. These evil spirits were very aware of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the reason why they also knew Paul was because of Jesus. And think about it, Jesus and Paul. Boy, what a testimony to the Apostle Paul. Oh, we know Jesus. Oh, but we know Paul. And Paul had allowed himself to be used by God. And as I always looked at this scripture, and this is a, a, a passage of scripture uh, you, you hear preached on, I certainly have read it many, many times in, in my own personal Bible reading. And the obvious in the, in the first application that I see is Paul was used so greatly that he made a mark, not just in heaven, but in hell. And they were very aware of the Apostle Paul. What a wonderful application. What a wonderful thing to be, think that we can be used greatly by God to put a dent in the darkness of this world and to be used to, to so people can come to Christ. But I'm not so certain as I look at this again that that's not the greatest application you and I can make. The greatest application in the life of Paul is not that those evil spirits knew him, but that he was connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they spoke of Paul, they had to first speak of Jesus. And when they spoke of Jesus, they immediately thought of the Apostle Paul. Can you see the simple application there? Jesus and Paul were connected. Paul was the preacher. Paul was the servant. But even with the evil spirits, Jesus and Paul. I wrote in the margin of my Bible right under that. Goal. Jesus and Greg. Think about that. I want to be so closely tied to the Lord Jesus Christ that you can't talk about me without talking about Jesus. And when you somebody, I want to be to, to some people, when you think of Jesus, you got to think of me. But wouldn't that be a wonderful thing if that was just our goal? It's not to build ministries. It's not, it's not to achieve things or check boxes off of a list. But it's to be so, so, so closely tied to the Lord Jesus Christ that even when evil spirits speak, you say, Jesus I know. And Paul I know. The fact that Jesus and Paul were so tied together. You say, Pastor, it's a very simple application. I'm curious to see how you're going to get a whole sermon out of this. We'll remember that in about 35 minutes. Jesus and Paul. See, before there was Jesus, it was Saul and sin. Before there was Jesus, it was Satan and Saul. Before there was Jesus, it was Saul 
the accessory to murder. Before there was Jesus, it was Saul. He was, they, he was known, but he was known in a completely different way. And now that he has met Jesus, it has completely changed him. It has completely altered him. And he has given himself so much to the cause of Christ that even with the evil spirits, when you bring up Jesus, the next person you, they bring up is the Apostle Paul. Paul had been doing the works in the name of Jesus. Paul had been blessed by God. They knew, these evil spirits knew it was only because of the power of Christ, but Paul was so closely tied to the Lord Jesus Christ. They knew Jesus, but they also knew Paul. Wouldn't it be great, Mom, that the evil spirits, the forces of hell, knew your name because of the prayers for your child? Wouldn't it be great, Christian, that you are such a witness you're so conscious of the need of salvation in the lives of the lost. The forces of hell knew who you were. and You were so tied to the Lord Jesus Christ. That person is a witness. That person is a light in this dark world. But I'm afraid too many Christians, we're too worried about being tied to the things of this world. We're too worried about having our name tied to popularity, our name tied to wealth, our name tied to notoriety. When friend, the goal of every child of God ought to be to have my name associated with the Lord Jesus Christ, have my life associated with Him. It doesn't matter what this world thinks. It doesn't matter what this world says. I promise you, the Lord Jesus knew who Paul was. God in heaven knew who Paul was. He was one of His children. And not just one of His children. He was a, a choice vessel doing a work for God. But even the forces of hell associated Jesus and Paul together. Would that be the goal of every Christian, every child of God? Jesus I know. And whatever your name is, I know. The association of Jesus and Paul. Notice several things. We think of this uh, association, Jesus and Paul, ways that Jesus and Paul were associated First of all, number one, we see the Savior and the saved. They were associated, one, because you have a Savior. And then you have the saved. And friend, I may never be able to do what the Apostle Paul did in ministry. I may never accomplish anywhere close to what the Apostle Paul accomplished in and God has preserved His Word, so nobody in here is writing another epistle to a church that's going to be recorded in Scripture. I may never be used in the way Paul can be used, but can I tell you, I can be associated, and I am associated with Jesus in the same regard as Paul was in the fact that He is the Savior, and I am the saved. And friend, this morning, uh, this evening, we look at the life of Jesus and Paul. We have the Savior and the saved. Friend, you and I can do nothing for God without a perfect Savior. You and I have no hope without a perfect Savior. See, what is your association with the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it a denominational label? No, it's not that. What is it? It is a personal relationship because there is a Savior and there is the saved. Friend, you and I can't be saved without a Savior. You and I can't be righteous without the righteous one. You and I can't know God without the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. No man get it to the Father, but by Him we have the Savior and the saved. Paul and Jesus were connected because Jesus the Savior, Paul the saved. Isn't it wonderful you and I can be connected to Christ in the same way? Don't ever, are you saved tonight? 
don't ever forget it. Don't ever take it for granted. God in heaven knows who His children are. You think about that. Where our Heavenly Father looks down, He looks at this group of people. He knows every one of us. Not just as His creation, but as His child. He's aware of everything about you. He's aware of your needs. He's aware of your shortcomings. For all, He's aware that you've accepted a perfect Savior. You're aware, He's aware of the relationship. Do you realize that not only is God aware of that, I believe our adversary, the enemy of God, is aware of it too. He knows that we are one of His. He knows that we belong to God. See, once you trust Christ as your Savior, not only does heaven know that you are eternally secure, but hell knows that you're eternally secure. That's why it's important, Christian, for you and I to live a, a, a life that is pleasing to God because Satan wants to discredit us. Satan wants to have us discounted. Satan wants us to get so far away from God in our fellowship that we don't tell anybody else about, about Christ and, and we lead nobody else through the plan of salvation so that they can't get to Christ. That's why it's important that we live a separated, sanctified life so that we are a witness. But not only does heaven know it, hell knows it. We have a Savior in the saved that's how they were connected, not only as a Savior and a saved, but also as a master and the servant. Now tonight, if you're saved, we can all check the box by number one. We're connected to Jesus like Paul was connected to Jesus in the fact that there is a Savior and Jesus is the only Savior. And the saved. If you're saved tonight, you are connected to the Lord Jesus Christ you got saved the same way as anybody who's ever gotten saved. It's that faith once delivered to the saints. It wasn't delivered twice, three times. Once delivered, it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You have that same connection like the Apostle Paul. Sometimes we read the, the, these Bible characters. We read these men and women in Scripture, and we think that they're so much different for us. Paul got saved the same way you got saved. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. And just as Jesus and Paul are connected in that regard, I'm connected to him in that regard. He's my Savior also. I'm saved also. Why? Because of the Savior. We are connected in that regard. If you're saved, you have that same connection with Christ as Paul did. But as we get into this list, it's for you to allow the Holy Spirit to help you tonight. If you can only check box number one, as we see, secondly, we find a connection there. We find master and servant. See, Paul was saved because of a Savior. There's that connection. But I believe that Jesus and Paul were also connected because you have a master and you have a servant. Paul was a servant of Christ. Anything the master wanted, Paul did. He didn't ask questions. He didn't refute the master. He submitted to his master. No wonder with this evil spirit, no wonder there was an association with Jesus and Paul because even they would recognize the submissive nature of Paul to his master. I'm afraid in many cases we have as Christians, we have the likeness, we have the similarity in the fact that we are, like, we are connected to, to, to Jesus as Paul was, in the fact there's a Savior and a saved. But I'm afraid it stops there for many Christians because they never get to the place where they look at Jesus as their master and them being the servant. 
Say, Pastor, well, what do you mean? Friend, that just simply means you don't make the decisions for you. He does. You don't control you. He does. You say, well, how is that possible, friend? That's why we have got to get into the Word of God and obey the Word of God. And I think we need to be reminded of that as Christians. It is our responsibility to obey the Bible. This is given to us from heaven. He doesn't want us to change it, mark out what we don't like, send it back to him, uh, argue with him. This is not a, you look to the front of your Bible, it does not say a survey. Please fill out and send back to heaven. These are the words of God. We're to obey. You can't have that relationship as master and servant until you do. Let's not pretend tonight. There are things in this Bible our flesh does not like. There are things in this Bible we do not want to do, we do not want to submit to. We're not going to have the relationship, the connection in this regard as Paul did with Jesus until we get to that place in our life we say, not only is he my Savior, but he's my master, and I'm his servant. Well, we've been preaching through the book of Acts for a long time now. Is there any doubt of Paul's view of Jesus? As his master. So how can somebody like Paul who, uh, who, who, who submits himself to the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, and Jesus in that conversion takes him from being the church persecutor to the, to the preacher, from the murderer to the, to, to the saint of God. How can we look at Paul and after that all of the beatings and the persecutions and the imprisonment, how in the world could he submit to that because he looked at Jesus as not only his Savior, but his Master. And if this is what the Master bids me do, I have no choice but to obey. I have no choice but to submit. I have no choice but to follow as he leads. And friend, it'll be a great day in your life as, as a Christian when you say, you're not only my Savior, I not only want to be connected to you as a save to the Savior, I want to be connected as a servant to the master, and whatever you bid of me, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever you, you, wherever you lead me, that's where I'm going to go. Whatever you ask of me, that's what I'm going to do. Hey, there's nothing in this world that can take the place of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I want him to be my master. I want him to be my, the, the one who, who bids me to do his work. We find that connection of master and servant. He lived to fulfill the command of his master. Today, when you got up, did you live to fulfill the command of your master? Let me challenge you, Christian. Tomorrow, when you wake up, if you're saved right now, you'll be saved in the morning. Uh, Even before coffee, you'll still be saved in the morning. See, that work is done. Don't miss this. God took care of that. The moment you put your faith in his son, it was done. He took care of it. So that, if you will, that's an automatic thing. Day after day after day for all of eternity, that relationship, that connection with Jesus of Savior and Savior will always be there. But the Apostle Paul was a little bit further. He was master and servant. In the morning, you'll wake up and you'll still be saved. Will you wake up and live your day tomorrow to please your master? Before you say something, would it please my master? Before you go somewhere, will it please my master? If I'm to, to, to act and conduct myself in this way, does it, would it please my master? 
What is it that the Lord bids of me? And there's commands in that scripture that are for all of us here. It's not to pick and choose. We're to submit ourselves to our master. But throughout the day, if you're listening, you'll hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit of God as he may impress on your heart certain actions, certain things. And the question is going to be, will you submit yourself to the master? See, Paul was connected with Jesus, not just as Savior and saved, but master and servant. I rejoice tonight that no matter what takes place in this world, I'll always be connected with Jesus as saved and Savior. For friend, it's my prayer, and I hope it's yours, that it doesn't stop there. That I'll be connected to the Lord Jesus Christ as a servant to the Master. Mom and Dad, that means you rear your children to be servants to the Master. That means your home is, is my home, please, the Master. Hey, you single adults, does my life, does my future, uh, it, it, more, more than a career, and I'm for you having a career, I'm for you uh, ma- making the most out of this life, and I believe God wants us to enjoy our life, but what does the Master want for me? And I want to live my days as a servant to the Master. I find that in the life of the Apostle Paul. Even the evil spirits associated Jesus and Paul together as the Savior and the saved, but also as the Master and the servant. I see also this, we find the potter and the clay. Paul allowed the Lord to work on his life. Aren't you glad that at the moment of salvation, the moment you put your faith and trust in Christ, and it's a little bit different for everybody, it's the same faith, uh, but it may have been when you stepped out into an aisle. That may have been when you put your heart in that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It may have been the moment you bowed your head. It may have been the moment when you did say that prayer, asking the Lord to save you, that moment of faith, that heart of faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, isn't it wonderful that salvation comes in that instant? And so many things take place in that moment, in that instant. Our eternity is changed. Our nature is changed. All of these things that take place that God does in, that, in, in a supernatural way in that moment. Friend, you were not perfection when you got saved. You were not a mature Christian in that moment. We did not lose our sin nature while our sin was cared for. This old nature was not removed from us. I think some Christians need to be reminded that no matter how long you've been saved, you have not arrived yet. I was thinking earlier, this November, I will have been saved for 40 years. I was saved just a couple months shy of my fifth birthday, and I've been saved for 40 years. You know, is that old, did you? I've been saved for 40 years. Well, God, in that instant that I trusted Christ, did so many things that I could not do. You know, friend, it doesn't matter if you've been saved 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. I'm looking around, some of you, I might even need to throw this in, 70 years. You're not a finished product. Well, if you read the ministry of Paul, you read those epistles, I do not want to put my Christianity up against the Apostle Paul's. I do not want to compare my faith to his faith. I don't want to compare my Christianity to his Christianity, but you also find in the spirit of the Apostle Paul God, keep working on me. He so longed 
to please His God. He so longed to be more like His Savior that He said, I'm clay in the hand of the potter. You and I, if we got close, if we got even in the same vicinity of the kind of a Christian the, the Apostle Paul was, we would rejoice, we would celebrate. But that wasn't the spirit of the Apostle Paul. Every day I want to become more like my Savior. Every day I want Him to work on me. And, and, you, and you get a sense of this when Paul praise those three times for the Lord to remove that thorn from his flesh. And so many times he, he would probably think, well, it's, I could do so much more for you, God, if you would remove this thorn from my flesh. But yet we find God's response, my grace is sufficient for thee. He allowed God to continue to work on his life. Tonight, you might be able to, if you're saved tonight, you can say, I'm connected to Christ in this way that Paul was, Savior and saved. I will always be connected in that way. But tonight, I want to ask you, are you connected like a potter in the clay? There are many Christians who will say, I want to please my God. I want to be his servant. I want him to be my master. But then God comes along and he says, let me work on you. Let me work on your pride. Let me work on your faith. And He begins to mold us. And He begins to shape us. And this many times is when the Christian says, God, I didn't sign up for this. I like the connection of Savior and saved. Well, let's rejoice about that. But friend, it's a whole different thing. We can get to the place that the Apostle Paul said that sometimes when it's difficult, I want to realize, God, that you're just molding me and you're fashioning me. And I don't understand some of these things, but i got to submit to you. And I just want to be clay in the hand of the potter. I want him to mold me and make me into an image that he will be honored and he will be glorified. Too many Christians, they get on that potter's wheel. They say, God, let me tell you how to make me. Let me tell you what to do in my life. Friend, that's not the spirit of the Apostle Paul. If there was ever a Christian who, 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 who would have to be able to rest on their laurels of all that God had done for them, it would have been the Apostle Paul. But this was the greatness of the Apostle Paul. He was not satisfied with just the connection of Savior and saved. He was not even satisfied with just the connection of master and servant. He said, I want to be clay in the hands of the potter. I want him to continually mold me and make me and, and make me more like his son. Friend, I don't, I don't care how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how many times you've taught a Sunday school class. God still needs to work on you. God still wants to fashion you until he calls you home to be with him. You and I need to allow him to work in our life, to work in our heart, to make us how he wants us. He was the potter in the clay. I find a... Another connection that Paul and Jesus had, and I'll just go ahead and mention this. I have five tonight, not four. We find these evil spirits, they connected Jesus and Paul. You see, number four, I believe there was a king and an ambassador. Paul had that connection. He's my Savior, I'm saved. Can't you and I relate to that tonight? We think about that. The great apostle Paul, Jesus was his Savior. Can I tell you something tonight? I have the same Savior. I have the same Jesus. I'm just as saved as Paul was saved. I'm just as much his child as Paul was his child. 
And if you're saved tonight, you can say the same thing. Isn't it wonderful to be connected to the Lord Jesus Christ in that capacity? But it was more than that. Uh, Paul said, I want to be uh, it's the master and the servant, the potter and the clay, but the king and the ambassador. Paul represented Christ. Christian, when you go into this world, you represent your king. See, that's why it's important the way you talk, the places you go, the things you wear, the people you associate with, the things of this world, the culture of this world. See, when a king sends an ambassador, he sends him to be a representative of him. Not to be a representative of the people he sends him to. And Paul did not lose the fact that I represent the king of kings. I am his ambassador. I represent him. Wouldn't it be a great day if every Christian said, hey, I'm associated with Christ as a savior and with the saved, but not only that, if we got a hold of this fact and this truth that he is the king of kings and he allows me to be his ambassador... Tomorrow, we're going to go out into this world, and wouldn't it be a wonderful thing, Christian, if you got up in the morning, and you not only said, Master, your servant is here to serve today, it'd not only be a great thing for you to say, I'm the the clay in your hands today, you mold me and you make me how you want me to be, but wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to say, I'm fixing to go out to work, and and Lord Jesus, help me to represent you, help me to, 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 to be like you, help me to be a representative in this world world and let them know about you and what you would do for them. Friend, that's why I don't believe you ought to get your, your, your lifestyle and your belief from this world. Hey, I'm all for enjoying this life that God has given us. He wants us to enjoy this life, but not at the cost of not representing Him. And you and I, as a child, got to say, say, Pastor, why can't we do these things? Friend, I, don't ask me that. I didn't set the standard. The God in heaven set the standard. He is a holy God, and it's not a solvent right here. We shouldn't have to dig into Scripture and try and find those loopholes of why we can do this and why we can't do that. We ought to just get up every day. I represent the King, and I don't want to do anything today that would shot to put me disparaging to the king. I don't want to do anything today that would misrepresent the king of kings and the lord of lords. Those evil spirits associated Paul and Jesus together because we had a king and his ambassador. And those evil spirits, they were possessed, these men were possessed of them when they saw Paul. They knew who Paul represented. Paul had a touch of God on him. Paul was used by his God. When they saw Paul come, here comes his man. Here comes his representative. Here comes one with his power. Friend, would it be a wonderful thing in this world if Christians, as we went out into this world? See, there is spiritual warfare, friends. There, 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 there is, there is just, there's a heaven, there's a hell. And just as, as there's a God, there's a devil. And just as we should be, ought to be busy doing the work of God, 
those are, that, that, that are, that, that are with, with Satan and those evil spirits and those angels that were cast out of heaven are doing the work of Satan. And you and I ought to go out in this world and when they see us coming, they ought to know automatically there's somebody who represents the king. There's somebody who represents the God of the heavens. There's somebody who represents the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why when we get up here and sing, uh, we, we sing representing. That's why we're not bringing in the world's music because we don't represent the world. We represent the King of Kings. That's why I'm not coming in here and don't get a visual of this. Next Sunday, wearing a Hawaiian shirt and, and, my, and, my, and my flip-flops, uh, uh, dialoguing with you. That, that is quite a sight, isn't it? Dialoguing with you from, from the platform up here. No, I represent... The king of kings, I'm his ambassador. That's why when I get up here, I want to say, thus saith the Lord. I have a message from heaven. I have a message from the king. And you and I, what you do in the morning, you got to get up, have your cup of coffee. When you go out to work, realize you're going out representing the king. If you had this mindset, it would take you a lot less time to decide. If you had to go to that questionable place. See, if we would just submit ourselves to God, we wouldn't have to debate so many things that we as Christians debate. I cannot tell you the last time I had an inner struggle with some of these things. You know why? Because I know I represent Him. And I ought to be willing to lay down anything if it will help me better represent Him. I ought to be willing to sacrifice anything if it will allow me to better represent Him. It is an honor to represent the King of Kings. Christian, don't have the attitude, the mindset, oh, I'm a Christian. I can't go out with you Friday night because I'm saved. What you say to the world? Oh, man, if you get saved, it's just not as good, friend. I, I represent the King. I'm not better than you, but there's just things that the King's representatives just don't do. There's some places that the king's representatives don't go because it might cast a negative light on the king. Well, we have an association, Savior and the Savior. Isn't it wonderful to be tied to Jesus Christ in that manner? Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing can separate me from my salvation. Oh, and these evil spirits, they connected Jesus and Paul. There was much more. There was a Savior and the saved, the master and the servant, the potter and the clay, the king and the ambassador. And fifthly tonight, there is the message and the messenger. Paul, the messenger. What was the message? A better way of saying it, who was the message? It was the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, those evil spirits knew it. When Paul gets here, Paul, well, hey, we, we, we know, we've been down this road before. We know Jesus. And even the evil spirits bow in the presence of the Son of God. They disperse in the presence of the Son of God. They obey His rebuke. We know Paul, he's been doing the work of God all over Asia. There's been special miracles by the hands of Paul. Many multitudes have come to Christ because of Paul. We don't know you guys. We know him because he's the messenger. And he's got one message. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. We know him because all he's going to talk about 
is a risen Savior and how Jesus conquered death and hell. And not only did He conquer it then, He's conquered it for all of eternity. And he, He's got one message and all He's going to say is about how we must turn to Jesus and through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ would we have Christians today who had the same relationship with Jesus in this connotation, not just the Savior and the saved, not just the master and the servant, not just the potter and the clay, not just the king and the ambassador, but the message and the messenger. Friend, we have but one message today, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, and He saves old sinners, and He's still enough to get you to heaven. Would be to God, we have Christians that didn't mix our messages up, and we didn't leave our message at home. I have one message today, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. May our lives preach a greater sermon than any pulpiteer could ever preach. I'm just his messenger. I have a message for you. You know, the, it's not just for preachers to be messengers. It's every child of God be a messenger. See, Paul looked at things a lot differently than so many Christians look at them today. See, Paul had lived such a wicked life. The thought that God would not just take him and drop him into the pits of hell but would send his son to save him, overwhelmed Paul. I think you and I ought to be reminded tonight, I don't care if you were saved from the church nursery or you were saved from the gutters of this world, your sin would send you to the same hell as anybody else. And why in the world would God not drop us into the pits of hell but a love that I can't understand, a mercy I cannot understand, but I'm certainly grateful for. Why in the world would we ever get, get over that? And sometimes we get so satisfied in our Christian life that we get almost this mentality that we deserve to be saved, that we deserve God to use us. God is honored that I would give my life to Him. No, friend, may we have the life of the Apostle Paul. I am connected to him because he's my Savior, and I'm the saved. And all of heaven knows that, but all of hell knows it too. There's nothing I will never have to spend a moment in a devil's hell. I am saved, I am secure, and I'm saved because of the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't because of me, it wasn't because of you, it wasn't because of any church or religion. It was because of a perfect Savior. I am connected to Him, but friend, what would, would be to God? It would go a step further. And I don't know where... Each Christian is in their Christian life, but maybe there's somebody here tonight. That's the end of the relation for you. That's the end of the comparison for you. That's all you have in common with a connection of Paul and Jesus. The fact that there's a Savior and there's a saved tonight. Take that next step in your life and say, I want it to be more than that. I, I want it to be an association of master and servant. And every day I start the day, I'm here to do your bidding, God. What would you have of me? What would you instruct me to do today? The potter and the clay. So many Christians, when God begins to fashion them, mold them, they resist the discomfort. They resist 
God working in their life. Friend, tonight, maybe that's where you are. You don't understand why God's allowed certain things to come into your life. You don't understand why God's allowed health to change or situations to change or burdens to be born. You don't understand that. Friend, quit looking at it as what is, well, how has God been unfair or why is this happening to say, I'm just the clay God and there may be something that you think I need in my life. I would rather you take this away from me, but may I echo the words of the Apostle Paul, thy grace it's sufficient for me. And if this is what you want for me, there must be something in my life that you're trying to do, deal with. There must be some part of me that I have not yet given to you that you want of me. Maybe tonight you come and you lay that at an altar and say, I want it to be the potter in the clay and not just the potter in the clay, but a king and his ambassador. Would you represent the king of kings in this old world? There's too many representing themselves. There's too many representing their own goals, their own passions. Why in the world would a child of the Almighty God, why in the world would a representative of the King of Kings stoop and lower themselves to represent this old sinful world, to live amongst this old sinful world? Friend, in the morning we go out, we represent the King. May we as Christians, may people know when they see us, they may not understand it. They say they represent the King of Kings. Then the message and the messenger. Why are we still here? And some of you are saying, because you won't stop preaching, Pastor. That's, that, that's not what I mean tonight. The Bible tells us that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. The moment we would trust Christ in the mind of God, we are in heaven with Him for eternity. If that scripture is true, and I believe it is, the moment God says it's time for you to come home while we sorrow over here, heaven is having a party. Our heavenly Father is receiving one of His children into His presence for all of eternity. Heaven knows what we cannot see. There will never be another sorrow in the life of this person There'll never be another pain. There'll never be another ache. There'll never be another question that will enter into the presence of perfection. While we're here on this side, why would not God, that moment we trust Him, why would He allow us to endure affliction? Why would He allow us to go through some of the things we go through? Simply put, there's a message that needs a messenger. Maybe tonight, this is an area that the Holy Spirit of God would prick your heart and say, I'd like to have that connection like Paul had with Jesus. Tonight, I'm not trying to scold you. I'm trying to challenge you. There is a reason those evil spirits, the moment somebody spoke the name of Jesus, they knew there wasn't an association with Jesus and them. Jesus we know. Oh, and by the way, Paul we know. Well, I'd like to be connected with Jesus in that way. What a challenge for you and I tonight. If you're saved, we're connected to Savior and saved. For all of eternity. We'll spend all of eternity in heaven praising Jesus because He's our Savior. Worthy is the Lamb. That's how we'll spend eternity. That, that, that's secure. Would, be, would we be challenged tonight as a Christian to take it beyond that? 
submit to him. I'm just your servant. I'm the clay tonight. God, if you need to work on me, I may not understand it. I mean, I like it. But I'll let you work on me. I'm not done. I know there's more that you want to do with me so that I can be more like your son. Maybe tonight the challenge is I get to represent the king. May I look at my life day after day as an opportunity to represent the king. Or maybe tonight the Lord would impress upon you that you need to be more of a messenger speaking of the message. I can think of a lot of reasons to spend our remaining days. I can't think of a greater one. And I just want to spend my remaining days being a messenger. Speaking of the message. Oh, oh, here comes Neil again. All he wants to talk about is Jesus. It's a lot better than Hollywood. That's even a lot better than football. I can't think of a better message than the message. What do the world, the evil spirits, what does hell think of when they think of you and I? Oh, they know they may know we're saved. Are we making such an eternal difference that we're associated with Christ in all these different areas? Father,